All right. Another great show. Great episode here on Lancaster Connects. You get Jeff Solo this time around. My business partner, Ben, is in sunny Florida, checking out Mickey and Space Mountain and probably some princess stuff. And I think they might even be in Universal today doing the uh, doing the Hogwarts thing. So, you know, it's very cool. I'm very happy for Ben and his family. They get to do this. Um, they, they have planned a very nice vacation for themselves. I can't be happier for them. So I'm here on my own. We've got a great guest with us this week. Thanks for watching Lancaster Connects. This is the show about small business success, small charity success. Uh, our guest has a charity that he loves that has been on our show. So it's always great when those things come around. But this show is about the battle on Main Street, David versus Goliath, big versus small. And we're happy to give a platform here to the community through Lancaster Connects so we can highlight great charities and great businesses doing good for Lancaster and Lancaster County. So if you love the show, make sure you comment, uh, make sure you hit that reaction button, not just the like, but move the cursor over just a little bit and smash the love button, as we like to say around here, and share this show. It really helps us out. It's very simple for you to do, but it does help lift the show up within the algorithms. I think we're all familiar with algorithms nowadays and how they work and sometimes work for us and sometimes work, make it harder for us. But uh, if you can do those couple things, comment, hit that love reaction and share the show. We would appreciate it. Plus, plus entering to win, uh, putting a comment in gets your name in our $25 gift certificate raffle that we do. You get a $25 gift card to amazing local restaurants like Shot and Bottle. Uh, I think we've had Belvedere in there in the past. I mean, I'm not going to try to go down, but we've got a big bowl of $25 restaurant gift cards and you get to pick your favorite. All right. So you do, again, you do that comment uh, on the show, during the show, and then as it's on the screen, we'll spin the prize later at the end of the show. And that's how we'll uh, pick the winner of the $25 gift card. You can watch this show on YouTube, on the Gardner's channel, on Lancaster Connect's channel. You can watch the show um, on Facebook on the same. And uh, we'd love for you to do that. It's kind of cool. It means you can watch it live. You can watch it at home tonight. You can dial us up in any of your uh, smart TVs or streaming sticks that you might have and get your dose of Lancaster Connects from the comfort of your couch. All right. Without too much further ado, though, we've got a great guest this week. I'm going to bring Mark on. Mark Potts, man about Lancaster. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for joining us. So for those who don't know, uh, Mark is the uh, creator, publisher, producer, all things amazing for Fine Living Lancaster Magazine. Correct. It was his, that's his thing. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit today. Mark is also a loan officer with Loan Depot. Can help people secure the house of their dreams, uh, increase their wealth and, and uh, financial stability through home ownership. And I'm sure, Mark, a lot of crazy things going on today with regards to loans and homes, right? A lot, a lot of crazy things. Uh, the craziest thing is there's really hardly any houses to buy, Jeff. Um, there are... There's nearly 600,000 people in the county of Lancaster. Uh, I didn't do it last week, but the week before, there was less than 170 resale homes available in the county of Lancaster, meaning not a 
new construction promised to be built, but a house you could theoretically move into quickly, uh, less than 170 for a population of almost 600,000. So it boils down to 0.4 homes per person in the county. That's not a lot of houses. So everything's a point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about, um, talk about how you can help with that. Maybe give some tips for people. Sure. Uh, maybe how to structure their offer and how to come to folks like yourself to, uh, to secure a mortgage and, and get yourself in the best position. But you know, that, that's, that's the stuff we do. I, I, we're here together to talk about cool stuff about Lancaster. Um, you're also a photographer. We're going to share some cool photos you took too. What, I what, am indeed. So I guess let's just kind of start there. So you got three things going on. Mark Potts, the photographer. Mm-hmm. Mark Potts, the loan officer. Mark Potts, fine living, Lancaster. Um, what's that evolution? Like, how do we connect the dots there? So let's, let's start with mortgage because that's where the dots start. So I got into the mortgage industry in... 2000, no, 2000, in 1993. And in 2007, that's where I was going, is when I founded Fine Living. And the theory of Fine Living was I had met just so many cool people over the years writing their mortgage for them. And I thought there there should be uh, a way to put, put out there all these cool people. So long story short is that's where Fine Living comes from. And... Then the photography evolved from that because you need photography for a print magazine or a web or a web magazine or a website. And of course, we were hiring photographers and I just always liked photography. But uh, as my wife said, she's proud of me because I sat down and learned how to do it, learned what I didn't know uh, with photography. So so each one fed the next, which I think is in, in anybody's life, in their business journey, you can find that. But mortgages was how I live. Fine living was to both highlight the interesting people I met during doing their mortgage. Um, and I mean, we can get into this later, but the the different people I've done mortgages for, I mean, I've done a movie for a movie. I've done a mortgage for a Hollywood movie star. Uh, I've done a mortgage for a multi-million selling rock star. I've done a mortgage for a professional baseball star. Um, so cover all those things. And and so many, 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 many cool people that just live right around the corner. So, you know, you meet so many interesting people. It evolves into fine living and then fine living evolves into, I like doing this. Maybe I could be good at it. And turns out maybe I am. Very good. Well, I mean, I've seen your work. I think so. I think Thanks. You, obviously you're, you're doing it well enough to, uh, to have how many, I mean, you know, what, 14 years now, 2007 to 15 years. Is that right? Yeah. We're in our 15th year now. I didn't do all the photography for, for an entire 15 years, but at least the last seven. Yeah. So uh, are we in Are we in the 15th year or is the 15th year going to be like third issue of the year, fourth issue of the year? It, so the magazine started, the first issue was February 2007. So we're, we're in the 15th year. Um, you know, print, print is evolving as, as the web continues to conquer the world. Um, so we, we've changed a little bit when we first came out, it was four times a year. Um, the pandemic hit. So we did three that year, uh, the year of 2020, we did three last year and we're going to do two this year, um, and make them a little bit more dense, but in a positive way, meaning, uh, a little more material in it, a little more content, a little more page count. Um, I think that's, I hate to say it this way. I think that's enough for people. Um, 
Fine living tends to stick around. People tend to keep it a long time. So if we're giving yep. them two really great issues in a year, I, I think that certainly will, uh, certainly ought to be enough for them. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, your magazine is certainly one of those um, that kind of gets on the coffee table, if you will, and gets organized nice and neat when the, when the guests come over, right? Like it's the magazine that somebody reads. It's, they, right. they certainly use it. They go for the stories. Um, but then like when, when family comes over or friends come over, it's, well, we got to pretty up the living room or, and it, it just sets down there and doesn't get in the trash or anything like that. Um, so point something like 0.04 houses per person available in the county right now. From your view, why is it that Lancaster is thriving like it is? Now, other other surrounding cities like Reading, Harrisburg, York, um, you know, similar population, similar demographic. But I I see it, I feel that Lancaster is certainly in, in the tops there. What why is that from your view? I, I think it's it's everywhere. It's it's across the nation. I mean, when I see things for working stats, it's it's national stats. But you're right, Lancaster is even a little hotter than the average. Honestly, I, Jeff, I think it's all the lists we keep getting on. You know, t- t- 10 coolest places to retire, 10 coolest small towns. Uh, Lidditz hit number one cool small town a few years yep. ago. I, I think, you know, you type in Lancaster in a search engine and you're going to get all these lists telling you what a great place it is. Um, and people hear that. And, and that's where a lot, a lot of money is coming in from New Jersey and, and New York. And that's another reason people are fighting and, and prices are going so crazy. Uh, the money's coming from places where the, where the, the cost of living is so much higher. People see what they can get here. They're working from home. They don't need to be in Manhattan. They don't need to be in a suburb of the New York city or they don't need to be in New Jersey. They can work from a cool place like this for a third of the cost. Right. And so they just, they did bring their money here. I mean, I just, I was talking with a realtor client this morning who listed a house last week and the people went out on a wing and bought a home on auction and said, boy, I hope we sell our house. Sold for $57,000 over ask. So it's, you know, there's money here in Lancaster. There always has been, but there's a lot of new money coming. Right. Right. So what, I mean, getting on the tops of those lists, I mean, Obviously, that's good for the for the realtors, right? Helps market their listings. But like, what's I mean, you get around town quite a bit. You know a lot of the folks, a lot of the businesses, a lot of the charities, a lot of the people making things happen. What's that glue? Like, what's making our city so great? From your view, I mean, I I think it's a combination of all those things. It's the cost of living. You can well, for example, my daughter. My daughter lived in Los Angeles for a few years after college. And she'd be home to visit. N- nothing she didn't know, but being out in the in the adult world, um, you know, go out go out in Los Angeles. An extreme example, sure, but go out in Los Angeles and buy a meal and a couple of drinks, and it's you know two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, go to the Belvedere, and a dinner, two dinners, and a couple of drinks is nowhere near that. Blackworth and Lit, it's another great place. Um, it's just the value and and that's what gets it there because because that's what it, all these lists mention. Oh, you can go this place and this happens and this costs this much and people are like, Jesus, if, if this food's any good, why, why don't we go there? You know, you we were talking in the pre-show about some of the artwork that you shot and you shot it at South by Southwest, which, mm-hmm. it, correct me if I'm wrong, that's in, in Austin, Texas each Austin, year? Texas. Yep. I often say to people who ask me about Lancaster, the first thing they say is Amish, right? 
that everybody always <laughs> relates to like a certain Amish. But right. yes, we have them. And yeah, I had a location at one point that had a hitching post out front and that was kind of neat. But really, when you get when you get to the city, I often say Lancaster City is like a miniature Austin. I see I see the arts, I see mm-hmm. music, I see culture, I see food, I see community. Um, and I think in my time that I've been to Austin, I see a lot of that, just on a bigger scale, bigger city, geographically. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you think that's a fair statement, fair way to describe Lancaster, or how would you describe Lancaster City? I think it's an excellent way to describe it because Austin Austin has, or Lancaster has an Austin vibe, Austin has a Lancaster vibe, however you want to look at it. You know, much bigger, yes. And, um, but but Austin, like anything else, or, you know, like our city, like any other city, there's going to be areas that are, that are trying to, are becoming, as, as I refer to it, I hate the word gentrification because it's such a negative thing and it can be negative, but we don't need to get into that. Um, but the, Austin is very similar to Lancaster. I will say the only difference I notice between Austin and Lancaster is Austin, my son lives in Austin, and it's it's an incredibly open city in that many, 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 many people that live in Austin didn't live in Austin when they were born. So it's a little more open. It's a little more willing to to feel something new, to hear something new, to see something new. That's the only thing I would say that I wish Lancaster would do a little differently is you know, open your ears, open your eyes, and be willing to see more than just the thing you've known for 20 years. I, I don't mean to be critical of my city, but n- nothing's perfect. I'm certainly not. Um, I, I wish we'd be a little bit more, let's look past the three artists that everybody knows and see the new and the up-and-comers. And, and we try to do that in Fine Living. Um, we featured a, an up-and-coming artist, Keisha Finney, a couple of years ago on our holiday issue. Incredibly talented young woman. So, so... I'm I'm walking the walk. I'm not just talking the talk. Yeah, I mean, so on that note, so you created Fine Living Lancaster to, as you say, kind of highlight the cool people you've already done business with. But you you obviously have taken like your current issue. Um, if I if I recall, I was browsing online. You're taking on some social issues, highlighting uh, Black History Month, correct? Um, to some extent, the, the, the last issue was out uh, at the end of last year. So that's uh, Ishmael. That's more about the homeless situation in Lancaster City. Okay. We asked we asked him to write that. So it was the, we called it the giving issue, uh, and it was highlighting wor- what we felt to be worthy causes. Uh, and we yep. we didn't just say oh, and again on on the open your eyes thing, it, it wasn't just people we knew. We put it out there and said, hey, who do you know? Um, you know, you asked me a question that we'll get into later is what's a charity that I like, and um, you know, we put it out there and said what. What charities do you know? What's a worthy cause? And we're highlighting them. Uh, so, yeah, so finally, has always had a social mission. And boy, there's just so many that have so much and so many that have so little. I feel like we can balance that a little bit. Right. So do you kind of see Fine Living Lancaster as that platform? Like, that's how I look at Lancaster Connects. Like, mm-hmm. our, our big, one of our submissions is moves from uh, success to significance. Do important things for the community we do business with. Like right. We don't, we don't believe we should just strafe our community and take from it by having people come and buy our products. That's obviously what we need to have happen, but we do it in a way where our service is, I feel is outstanding, a five-star service experience. And we always want to give back to the community and give a platform. So that's why we've had the charities on that we've had. So we continue to do the donations that we do. 
You know, when a charity like Off the Streets calls and says, hey, we need six twin mattresses to move this family, we say yes. You know, those are the things, success to significance. That's what that means for us. So for you, Fine Living Lancaster as a platform, maybe share with listeners some like great success stories of what the platform you've created has done for the for Lancaster City, for Lancaster County. I mean, I'd say what it's done for the county in general is it's helped make people aware of it because a lot of the people that I encounter over the course of, of time are not necessarily people from Lancaster, didn't know anything about Lancaster. And through meeting me and then me connecting them to the magazine have made them aware of Lancaster as a place. And this is, you know, as far away as, as the far end of the country in Los Angeles. Um, but I feel, I feel like I'm a good, like fun living slash I am a good ambassador for, for the county of Lancaster, at least. I think so. We look at it positively. The, the subscription base of, Lank, of Fun Living Lakester is the thing that always slays me. It, is we get, we get requests every now and then from Italy or oh, France wow. or, you know, just I, I can't fulfill them. But, but right. I send them an email right. and say, I'm so sorry, we can't do this. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being interested in our community. But, but also, hundreds of subscriptions are going out across the country to people I don't know if they if they came through Lancaster and picked it up and like it and just like knows going on. Um, but but I think it helps reflect positively on our community in general outside of it, beyond beyond just the 10 best lists and things like that, because it's more about specific things, specific people. Uh, and and as far as causes and things we've we've helped, I just like to think that giving them a voice helps. Um you know, exactly. when we did this current issue, we had our first launch party since the pandemic, uh, hosted over at um, Bobby Ray Hall Lexus. And we did some t-shirts and it just had the fine giving emblem that's part of that issue. And the guests were entitled to buy a t-shirt for 10 bucks. And we didn't keep the 10 bucks. We paid for the t-shirts and the 10 bucks went to whatever charity they chose in that grouping of, of our magazine because we did it right before the extraordinary give. So... We collected nearly a thousand dollars in T-shirts money and gave it all to the charities the next day. Um, so I, I think giving them a voice and then occasionally giving them a dollar too. Right, right, yeah. I mean that voice thing is I think so important. Uh, it's why we produce the show that we do here. Mark, you you recognize it earlier. I always like to give a shout out to those that do great work. Chris Stone, our producer at yeah. Cast Ahead. Fantastic work. He does great work. And and again, for our charities, like the second we're done with our show, I mean, they can certainly promote it in advance of our time together. But the second we're done, you have a YouTube link mm-hmm. that is nicely produced, graphically pleasing. The sound, the sound quality is good. And like it helps those charities out so much. And we really try, I try to focus our, our time together, our questions together to highlight our charity guests as best we can. So those watching, those listening, understand their mission, understand those that they help. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's nice to be able to create that voice, that platform. So kudos to you for doing it with Fine Thanks. Living Lancaster. Uh, you mentioned Bobby Rahal, Lexus. So that's interesting because I drive past there to come to work from home. Uh, wow, what a what a complex, what a campus that was like nothing before, right? Just a dirt yeah. patch. And they go, obviously they're a big, big dealer, but mm-hmm. did you get any insight into, I mean, they, the confluence of things really held up opening up that dealership, didn't it? Well, and, and so they the were, COVID. yeah, well, and, and, and actually you guys have hosted a, a, a fine living launch in the past. And then I think we talked about that. I came out of there with a really cool chair. 
Yes. Um, but uh, any anybody that's a partner with the magazine is entitled to to host a launch party. And they had asked me when they started that project, can we host a party when we open? And I said, sure. And that, I can't be held to this date as accurate, but that would have been 2020. It might have probably been our spring 2020 issue. Yep. Um, and then obviously they got delayed with COVID. And then we weren't doing in-person launch parties. Um, so I said, hey, listen, when we do one, it's yours. And it just worked out well to be um, this issue with the, with the giving. And even then it was, you know, wasn't quite the same as our, as our standard launch party with, with COVID, um, uh, Omicron was, or Delta, I guess Delta was happening then, but we, we had a nice turnout. We raised some money, but, um, I think they were pleased with it and it's a really cool place. Not that that was a part of the subject we thought we'd talk about, but they're also a company that looks to do better in the world. I, I, I'm going to back up and say something I've tried to live my life by is to leave the room leave the room better than you found it. And yep. to me, the room is the world. So if you, if you walk into a room of people, if you leave there and one person in the room feels better than when you walked in, that's awesome. But you know, when it's all said and done, if people can say, hey, Mark tried to do better by the world by putting voices out there and things like that, then, then I've done my job as a person. But um, yep. as an example, if you, if you take the tour of Ray Alexis, they have these giant water bats in the back. And they collect rainwater, and that's what they use to wash their cars. So they're taking nothing from the environment in order to clean their cars. They they bring it in off the roof. It's purified to use to wash the cars, and then that cycles through, and they use it for something else. So I I admire anybody that's willing to 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 go a little bit of the extra mile to make it make it better, even if it doesn't necessarily show a dollar. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very cool. We. We have something similar, not not to like pat ourselves on the back, but I love what Rahel's doing. So when we uh, when we take your old mattress out of the house, it doesn't go to the dump. It does not go to the landfill. Uh, it gets like upcycled through a number of different avenues. Um, you know, there are certain pieces that just don't have a home, uh, and that amounts to one eighteen uh, foot box truck a, a year. Um, whereas if we just decided to dump everything, uh, we would be dumping a 53-foot trailer uh, about every 10 days. Sure. And and, so, and it would save you money and you're doing the right thing. And I, I admire that. Well, well done. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I, I think doing all those kinds of things is important. I'm going to take a step back from what you said about making the room better. So uh, have you maybe you've seen Noah, uh, Sean has since passed. Sean Stevenson was a big time kind of like worldwide motivational speaker. He was born mm-hmm. with an illness, uh, like a brittle bone disease, where if he fell down, you know, he he would just break bones. Like and his body was deformed for that reason, uh, bound to a wheelchair, but really just su- such a positive person. And I watched a clip of him recently where somebody was saying, you know, Sean, I'm, I'm building this business, but I'm really struggling. You know, my YouTube videos only get 12 views, my, you know, my Facebook posts only get 17 likes or this many comments. And they said, I'm I'm just, I think I'm just going to quit. It's obviously just not resonating. And he framed it in such a way that it like hit me in the feelings big time. He said, you know, if you read the newspaper this morning and there was a, a school bus that overturned and God forbid, you know, 12 children died. Mm -hmm. What would, what would, what would you, we, everyone in this room, what would our nation think about that? 
What if, what if 17 people um, died in an apartment fire? You know, we would all look at those lives as, as so, so important. You were so important to those 12 or those 17 people. Right. That they took enough time to watch what you're doing, hear what you're doing, see what you're doing. So keep doing it. Sure. Because those 12 and 17 people in that example are important. And I really think, I really think of our society just spent more time focusing on making the room better. But I love that you shared it. Like, I really love that you shared that. Um, I, I think we would go a long way. And those listening locally, I think we can do a lot of good here in our backyard with the same kind of mindset. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I, th- and I think if I can amend that a bit, is I think you can do it yeah. in a way that is that has no partisanship and no agenda. Like just, you know, if, if you can lift somebody up, lift them up. Don't don't ask them first who they voted for or what their what their stance is on on vaccines and things. Just make life make people's lives better and it'll make everybody's life better. Yeah, we lived in a we lived in a world that was like that. Let's get back there. Yeah, yeah. I that agree. can be our new normal. There we go. That's right. I, I'm looking for that every day. <laughs> the new normal that was normal. Let's do that. Yeah, I like that. The new old normal. That's, I like that. So, you know, you kind of touched on your evolution of printing, fine living Lancaster. Um, we got a, we've got a super fan of Lancaster Connects checking in. Do you know Takesha, Takesha Stokes by chance? Doesn't ring a bell, no. You two need to know each other. Takesha's awesome. Um, She's she's just fantastic. I wasn't sure Excellent. if you would know if you would know one another or not, but uh, she's pretty incredible. Um, so Takesha, thanks for watching. She agrees with everything she said. She said so true. I think on your I think on your screen you can see the comments as they come in there at the bottom. I so. do indeed. Yeah. And we had uh, Mr. Lombardo comment. He said hello to the both of us. Um, so hello, Mike. Hey, there to is. you. <laughs> yep. He said hello earlier in the show. I, I missed uh, calling him out. Thanks for tuning in, Mike. Appreciate you. Um, so you shared the evolution of fine living, you know, it went from, I believe you'd said monthly to quarterly, uh, now, now again, with, with the way the world is, you're, you're doing it twice, a, twice a year. Um, so what, what does your like dream issue look like? Uh, it's, it's like all, that, it's like all music perfect- and food. Okay. <laughs> Which doesn't leave the world any better, but at least, at least yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, they honestly, all kidding aside, the giving issue was one of my favorites. Um, and again, it's it's not just because it's it's getting some voices out there, but I'm getting to interact with these voices because I'm I'm photographing them all. So yep. you know, personal passions, obviously photography, but you know, music. I'm a musician. I love to eat. I love to cook. So I enjoy the food things. Um, we're we have we're going tomorrow to photograph something new. I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away, but it'll be, it'll be in the next issue and it'll be a pretty big thing. Um, that's, that's food related, but you know, that's, that's the perfect balance is if I could, if it's a third of making people's lives better, you know, telling, giving people a voice, if it's a third of telling people about music, because in my opinion, music makes the world better. It, 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 if you're in a bad mood, yep. I defy you to be in a bad mood. If you would pick your song, but find that song that makes you happy. And if you're having a rough day, blast that thing you it won't stay rough for long and um and a third would be food because i love food and who doesn't and what a great food town we have so uh i guess i guess if you ever see one that's if an issue ever comes out that's divided equally in thirds by those things you might you might go "Uh oh i think this might be the last one (laughs) yep 
Yep. Well, there you go, Lancaster. There, like yeah. that's that's the clue. You have to watch. Yeah, you, yeah. you just heard it here. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll put it on the cover. One third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you 100 percent on music. Um, I I forget what prompted me to do it this morning, but I just searched up on. Um, actually brought it up on YouTube because it was an. I'm a I'm a big football fan, and I was in this nostalgic mood this morning on the way in to listen to. Eagles fans are great because we produce like a lot of our own hype videos and we share them around all the forums and whatnot. And Meek Mel's Nightmares and Dreams was made into uh, Flightmares and Dreams for Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly, right? In the in the Super Bowl season. I, I defy anybody to go look that video up. Um, you know, it's it's a adult song, so don't play it around your kids, okay? Just for fair warning. But man, I got my whole my whole mood changed. Yep. And that's the power of music. And it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, like that. That's a rap song. It doesn't have to be rap. It doesn't have to, like, I'm, I love heavy metal. It doesn't have to be that. It can just be your own thing. Like Everybody has their own song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Chris has a question. So who's, who is your favorite uh, Lancaster? I, I guess it's not legit to say my own band, right? Which is Belly Run. Uh, no, actually, I, I very much enjoy Mark DeRose and the Dreadnoughts, Chris. Um, they actually are in, I've known Mark for years. He's a, he's a mortgage client of mine, his wife and family, lovely family, but great writer, great musician. Uh, I'd suggest you look them up, uh, Mark DeRose and the Dreadnoughts. All right. Yeah. And I mean, on that note, we have the music scene here is very cool. Um, the chameleon club, unfortunately closed that. I mean, that was like, that was like the place when I was coming up of that place. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other good places. Um, but why, like, why does Lancaster seem to be that stop off for some of these up and coming bands? I think I think it's the same thing as anything else. That people are seeing the lists. I mean, the Chameleon was even before Lancaster was getting on a lot of lists, and frankly, when it was a little scary to come into the city uh, late at night, the Chameleon was still doing some business. Um, yep. You know, and I think. Rich Ruoff built that, built the reputation. He broke the band live, which went on to sell millions and millions of albums. Um, Joan Osborne, lots of great people played there. And I think they, they carried that as far as they could. Um, Who knows why it couldn't make it past the, uh, why it couldn't make it past the pandemic. Langston went from being like an interesting little bits of pieces of music to being a crazy music town. Seems to have come back a little bit, which which uh, you know pulled back a little bit, which is unfortunate. Um, a lot of the venues were adding music, and a lot of them, uh, even before the pandemic, pulled pulled back on that. Um, and now that with the chameleon gone, uh, there's just that many less places to play. However, Roots of Blues is a great thing uh, yep. for music fans, and uh, I'm a I'm a initial investor in that. I'm hoping hoping that uh, it gets to keep going and grows. I think I think Roots of Blues has a chance to become a uh, a South by Southwest type of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, that not necessarily my shtick, just full disclosure, mm-hmm. but I that's know okay. a, lo- a lot of people get into it. A lot of people really attend. I know it's a great uh, boom for the city um, as a lot of people hit downtown. So that's always good. Like that's always, always a great thing to see happen. Um, food. Let's talk about food for a second. So what's your Let's favorite? Let's talk about food. What is so? Do you have a favorite meal? 
So there's a newer place in Lidditz called Blackworth, Live Fire Grill. Uh, the chef, uh, surprisingly, not surprisingly, but coincidentally, I photographed him yesterday for something. But uh, his name is Max Fenton. He is a Italian-born, no, I'm sorry, French-born, Italian-raised chef. And if you have not been there, there you go. If you have not been in there, there's a massive wood fire grill in there. And if you are a steak enjoyer, that mm. is the best steak bar none. Just fantastic. The guy that's Max knows what he's doing. Yep. It's an, it's an, I've never had a bad meal there. More importantly, even during you know these comeback times, never had anything less than perfect service. Um, Belvedere, of course, is always a go-to. Uh, it, plus, I can walk there in five minutes from my house. Um, yep. So those are those are my two mainstays: the Belvedere and and uh, Blackworth. Yep. Yeah, uh, I've eat, I've eaten at Belvedere. Can't disagree there. Blackworth is now on the list. I have to go there for sure. Um, What's your favorite? You know, for me, um, I like just about anything. You can probably tell that from the screen. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but you know, for me, sitting down to a meal with 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 a bunch of people was really great. And what I really like the most is like the sharing style. So you know, like like your Brazilian type steakhouses where mm-hmm. everybody's involved. There's always, there's a lot of conversation about the food, whether wh- wh- whatever that might be. Like that's the kind of meal I really enjoy because it just opens up a lot of conversation. I think there's something very powerful sitting down to a meal with somebody that, you know, and breaking bread together. Like I, I mm-hmm. just like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot for sure. Um, Outdoors really, is good too. I like it. If you like outdoor shot and bottle, shot and bottle is great in general, but great for outdoors as well. Yep. Yep. So, uh, on the housing market, mm-hmm. so we talked about, and then I saw the number, you, you broke it down in a different way. Uh, it was 0.04 houses per, per person, right? Yes. Uh, I saw the, like the total listing number. Um, you said 160. I saw like 230. Well, it, um, it, go, it changes every day. Yeah. yeah it, uh, but this was, this was like two weeks ago when I did these numbers and it was 167. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's like shockingly low. Um, and it really impacts a lot of things. The first thing I thought of is like all my realtor friends. I mean, just the, um, just the, uh, the, the supply is not there for the amount of realtors to like exist. It's a real problem. So I, I think what's happening, Jeff, is, if there is such a thing, it's the reverse domino effect, which when when the market first opened up, if you go, I have, I have a Facebook page that I unfortunately neglect a little bit for my business, but I was doing some Facebook Live videos during the shutdown in 2020. And in several of those videos, I said, listen, you can't, I mean, you could buy a house right now. You just can't go look at it. But when it opens up, get ready and, and buckle up because it's going to go crazy. Right. But it, and it did. But it went so far past that 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 maybe I'm inventing the term reverse domino. And so a domino, the domino effect is, you know, this person wants to buy, so they sell, they buy this house, this person buys and down the you know, dominoes. I think I think the reverse domino must be like this person wants to buy, they want to sell, but they the next one can't fall because there's nothing for them to buy. 
And that's where we're in trouble right now. And it's it'll change. It always changes. But right. that's where the market is is fighting so hard right now because plenty of people would be happy to buy. Rates are higher than they were a year ago, but they're still excellent. There is nothing for them to buy. And therefore, they're afraid to sell. So it just deadlocks everything. I, I'm, I'm in no particular hurry to move, but the house, we live downtown and we have a wonderful house. And it's, it's, it's a great combination of old and new. I, I, one of my realtor friends called me and said, I have two people who would buy your house tomorrow, you know, cause he's seated. He Correct. said, I know what they want. They would buy your house. Where am I going to go? Right. And right. that's, that's the problem right now. Yeah. So I, I'm putting it out there to people to say, listen, here's the thing. The market has been so crazy. I'm sorry. It's a little long one. Uh, the, no, mar- no, the market has fine. been so crazy. The values have gone through the roof, especially if you bought in 2018, 2019, it's gone up like crazy. If you bought six, seven years ago, it's a, it's a moonshot of difference in value. You can take that value out to some extent. So, so the thing I'm putting out to people that are frustrated and saying, I can't find a house, I, I, I would sell mine and buy one, but I can't find anything that's even half what I like. You've got a lot of equity. I can help them access that equity and then just make their house better. If you're unhappy with your house because the kitchen isn't what you want it to be, Ooh. guess what? You've probably got plenty of money that you could pull out of your house to make that kitchen something that Architectural Digest would see. Yep. You need you need an addition. You need you want a pool, whatever. There's there's so much equity that people aren't tapping because they're they're like focused on no, I got to get a new house. At this point, man, just make your house better. That's a very good idea. I actually hadn't thought of that. And that's, that brings me to the next question of, um, so, all right. So we just simply have to move. It's mm-hmm. like unable from your view as a loan officer, cause you kind of sit in a unique position. You're almost like, I don't want to saying you're divorced from the emotion of it is not a fair statement to say to you, but you're not, you know, you're not the buyer. You're not the seller. Right. You're, you're, you're an important cog in the whole machine. Um, so from that perspective, how do you? How does a buyer best set themselves up to to get their loan right accepted? So the uh, preparation is key. Um, you know, in the in the old old days, we would take a look at their financials, just generally discussion wise, unless there was some question about a uh, self employment or something like that. But we just say, how much you make? Let's see your credit. How much you have in savings? All right, great. You're ready to go when you find a house, and then we'd start collecting the documents. Now we're saying, all right, what, you know, what if we ask all those questions and we said, this looks good. Now, please send us all your documents. Because what we'd like to be able to do is have them make an offer that says, we'll buy your house. This is what we'll give you. Here's our pre-approval letter. We can close in 30 days because they're fighting cash and everyone's right. fighting a cash offer. Now it's hard to beat cash anyway, but maybe, maybe that cash offer is from an out of town buyer and the, they want to help somebody local get a house. So anything that can make you as aggressively attractive as possible without being the cash buyer, we're trying to get them there. So that just means being 85% prepared to buy and then the extra 15% is get the appraisal. Yep. I'm sorry, I've seen the question pop up. <laughs> yeah, this is this is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I can jump in on that if, you, if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, you're, you live in the city, so go ahead. Yeah, take yeah. It. So Gary, I do. Live, I live in the city, and uh, my foundation is made of stack stone, and it's been here since 
the late 1800s. Um, I don't think that they're not willing to show you the foundation. I think it's just a matter of asking to see it. Um, that I will say that's another tough part in the purchase process right now is when you're looking to buy a house and the traditional is like, I will give you this much for your house. That's great. We'll settle in 60 days. And in the meantime, I'll get it appraised and I'll get uh, an inspection. I, I know the inspection business is is suffering because people aren't looking at inspections. Like, I want, I want this house, so I'm just going to say, I'll give you all the money you want plus more, and I won't have an inspection. Yeah, a lot, so, of, those conten- a lot of those contingencies and typical steps, the they're, they're off, yeah. It seems to yeah, be... Yeah, and as, as far as how to make it better, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a structural yeah. engineer, unfortunately. Yeah, so, for those, so sometimes, Mark, people catch this on pure audio, and you can catch this on, uh, on any podcast player that mm-hmm. you might listen to podcasts on. So we have a comment they're asking just for those that listening to take a mild step back. Gary was asking about why, why does it seem like people in Lancaster City don't show the foundations of their homes? So that was where, you know, Mark chimed in and said, it's not so much that they don't. It's just you kind of more need to ask right now. Um, if that's important to you, if you have a concern, you should certainly should, should try to get it addressed. Um, and then as far as making them better, that's, that's not something that I do or Mark does. Yeah. Um, You'd have to you'd have to probably call somebody in there to to check that out, but I don't know. Like like so so I live in Sinking Spring. Like the name of the town identifies a problem. <laughs> Sinkhole, <laughs> sinkholes, right? I, I don't know. I don't know that any Lancaster is, is there anything like that in Lancaster City. Like, is there any spot of Lancaster City that's known for for any? There any was a sinkhole in, in this. Yeah, there was a sink. I'm, I'm bad with East and West, but. Um, over near Quip's pub, okay. there was in that in that general vicinity. There was a home that couldn't be sold because it had a sinkhole in the backyard. Jeez, oh, um, I think I think it could happen anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a, there's also an area in Hempfield, uh, Indian Springs that it's shocking how the names describe what what it is. But there's yep. a spring that runs under it. So in that particular housing development, probably twenty percent of the homes have basements and the restaurants last. Because as soon as they started digging, they filled up with water. Um, But there's that. And like I said, I I think a sinkhole, quote unquote, could happen anywhere. And Knockwood, it doesn't happen to any of us. But um, that's the only one I know that's a particular issue with uh, Zidian Springs. It's not sinkholes. It's just there's water there. Yep. Yep. Well, as we look to wrap up uh, our time together, so someone who's looking to uh, buy a home, Mm -hmm. how do they get a hold of you? And, the easiest uh, way it, is my website, which is just my name, markpons.com. Um, yep. And on there is some basic information. And in the digital age, it's really easy. It's just a button that says apply now. It takes 10 minutes and it comes directly to me. And same business day, there it is. Uh, same business day, they'll get a response from me saying, uh, generally we'll say, yes, you can do what you want to do because they put in a number. Uh, and also, if you wanted to know, here's what you can do on the upper ends of it because... That's that's an important thing I think that people don't always get told and I always make sure to tell them is you may have asked for, for the sake of discussion, you may have asked if you could buy a $300,000 house and you can. Also, you could buy a $500,000 house. Not that I'm looking to encourage them to spend more than they're comfortable with, but I think it's important to know that if you want to spend three hundred, dollars you are being very fiscally thoughtful and not spending beyond your means. So I always tell them what their top end would be as well. And that all right. comes out to same business day. Right. Well, and, and probably right now, helpful to know that number because 
if you find a home for 300 grand, very likely right now with the market the way it is, you might be 350, 360, uh, unfortunately. Um, It's just what it is. Uh, You know, don't, don't, uh, don't be upset at Mark. He's not responsible for housing prices. He's responsible to help you get one. Um, So, so far, no one's yelled at me for the price they've had to pay. (laughs) Right, right. But uh, hopefully you get to know Mark a little bit here. Obviously, great ambassador for our community. I think all the things you're doing with Five Living Lancaster are great. Um, Thanks, you know, he's, he's in the small business. We're in a referral group together, uh, which is how we kind of reconnected here on the show. Um, so look, I mean, I think who you do business with is important. Um, you know, I, I said earlier in our time, I don't like this. Like, I don't strafe our community. We don't just take back from the community. Right. We give back. Uh, here you've got somebody that does the same, feels the same. So if you're looking for a loan, Mark would be somebody to consider. And you go to markponts.com. And as we wrap up, one thing we always ask of our business guests is, what charities are that you're supporting that you like to support? Well, I, and any, anybody that's in the current giving issue, uh, giving issue of Finally Lecture is a good and worthy cause. Uh, my wife is a, a school teacher and uh, has taken my sense of social responsibility from if it, if it wasn't a 75 now she took it to a 175 uh she she tells me all the stuff and she introduced me to gifts that give hope incredible organization incredibly worthy absolutely worthy of uh there's jen right there a photo i shot uh yep. an incredibly worthy charity an incredibly dynamic and good woman that runs it and uh absolutely worthy of your of your consideration for funds and your attention and uh, thoughts. Yeah, Jen's uh, Jen's been a guest on our show. We love what she's doing there. Um, so I'll tell you what, as a result of you highlighting her on the show, we'll make a donation to Gifts That Give Hope as a result of that, of our time awesome. together. All right? So I'll, uh, I'll see to that before I leave today. We'll get that to Jen. But yeah, she's doing a great job and you know, really, really is one of those nice things, especially at the holidays, like instead of just getting into the usual consumerism, just buy more stuff for the sake of buying more stuff. If you're going to go mm-hmm. through that, you can at least like work with Jen and, and, and get a really cool gift that just helps people in a different way. Oh, thank you, Chris. And there's Mick. There's Mick. So we got to tell the story of the photo of Mick Fleetwood. So just a quick, a quick story. Mick, Mick is a, is an incredibly fun guy. Um, I was at South by Southwest. Uh, just eating breakfast. A lot of times at South by Southwest, we're going there on a, with a press credential and you'll get a lot of, Hey, can you talk to this person? We're well, this, you know, that, but, uh, usually that's ahead of time, but we were there and we had been there a day or two. We were just eating breakfast and I got an email saying, uh, meet Mick Fleetwood. And I'm like, I like, I love Fleetwood Mac. I'll go meet. So I show up to this place that had been converted in South by Southwest. They take over building and it was, it was a bar restaurant. And I'm, and I walked in and I'm like, Mick Fleetwood. And they said, oh, yeah, on the, on the roof. Walked out, showed him, my, showed him my pass, walked in. There's Mick talking about his, um, his new book. Um, so I got to photograph him. I got to ask him a question that I wrote up in the magazine. Uh, it was a mu- musician-based question. So, uh, and, and after I asked him the question before he answered it, he goes, that's a great question. Nobody ever asked me that before. So I got that going for me. Nice. Do, do you remember what the question was? Uh, yeah. So I, I said, I, listen, Mr. Fleetwood, I'm a bass player and you have spent the majority of your career as a drummer and drummer and bass players are like yep. peanut butter and jelly. And, and I said, you spent the majority of your career playing with 
John McVie. And then you have the McFleetwood project that's a different bass player. Is that exciting for you and challenging? That's barely a run. Uh, or is it intimidating? Like, do you look forward to it? Or are you like, oh, I don't know what this guy's going to do next. And I know what McVie does. And, uh, and his answer was, was really good. It's been a while since I, I asked it and wrote it all out, but it was, he basically said both of them have their, their benefits. Very neat. Very neat. And there's you, Bailey's run with your band. That's, yep. And then, uh, we, we, since the story's up or the photo's up, tell the story about this photo. Just another, now this one was a planned one. Uh, this was an interview with a director. She's on uh, the left and on the right was her, her main star, uh, Stephanie Beatrice, who some may recognize from the show uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But that's, that's the fun part about, part about South by Southwest is you're just going to meet some interesting people and they may just be people that work, um, you know. I, well, and for example, we met a musician that, that actually gave us, a, gave us a drink at a hotel. So we ended up talking about him and photographing him, but this was a more notable film. And um, we went, my daughter is generally the writer that goes along with me because she's, she's quite a prolific writer. She interviewed the, the ladies. I stayed out of the room for that. And as they opened the door because the interview was done, I saw them hugging my daughter. So it must have gone well. Uh, and then the next morning, I met him at the Driscoll Hotel in, like, in, uh, in Austin and did this photograph and just lovely people. And that's, that's the thing. I hope Fine Living benefits the community and the people. But the benefit for me has been I have gotten to meet that many more really interesting people. Yeah. Yeah, very neat. And in a way, you get to bring them back to Lancaster, whether it's just in the pages of Fine Living or maybe making a connection for the community. You yeah. never know. You know you it's always know. good to have a deep Rolodex. And um, for all of the younger kids listening, a Rolodex was like something you had on your desk and you actually like just Google it. It was image, the paper version it. of this. Yeah, just <laughs> Google image, search it, and you'll know what I mean. Anyway, uh, we've got one last part here of our time together, Mark. It's called the Connection Cocktail. Three quick questions. You asked Great. about drinking earlier. It's uh, kind of pseudo drinking. You'll water think think about drinking. There you go. Uh, so, three quick questions, rapid fire. What is your favorite thing to do in Lancaster? My favorite thing to do in Lancaster is I love a barnstormers game. Oh, there you go. Very good. That's coming around the corner. Baseball right around the corner, and I can walk again. I can walk there from my house. Gotta love that. Uh, favorite annual event that you go to. Uh, Roots and Blues. Roots and Blues. Oh, and actually, Very. a close second is the Harvest Breakfast. Okay. You know, and you're thinking rapid fire, so what hits your head is Roots and Blues, but the Harvest Breakfast is, is just a one-day thing down at the Central Market in the, in the fall. It's just, it, they're cooking everywhere outside. It's a great time. Oh, neat. I didn't even know about that. See? There we go. There you go. Making more connections. And then, here's one. So, what part of Lancaster do you impart on family or friends when they come in from out of town? You have to bring them into the city because, well, we live here, so they're coming in. Uh, I, I have had many, many, many uh, musician and art friends come from, from different areas. Uh, they you have to show them the city because it surprises them. And they all want to see the country because they want to see the island. And right. I, drove, I, I drove some musician friends to and from the airport. And we came in at night. This is the first time they've ever been here. They were in the city for the whole, it was Four Roots and Blues. Um, Drove him back to the airport on Sunday, and and it was all this with the with the the Amish. Yeah, because they had never seen, ever seen, and they just were. It was hilarious. Yeah, yep. Well, very good, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we didn't go over this in the pre-show. I do a little bit of stuff here to wrap up the show. So if you need to get going, uh, and if you're a busy guy, you can uh, bounce off. 
Uh, but um, I'm going to wrap up some stuff here on the show. It was a pleasure for anybody um, that wants to connect with Mark, whether that's to be an advertiser in Fine Living Lancaster. Uh, if you have a story that you think would be beneficial for the community, uh, hit up Mark. Um, he'll he'll certainly connect with you. Uh, if you're looking for a home mortgage uh, or cool photography, or you want to see where Bailey's Run is or talk food, markpots.com, uh, I think will get you to all things Mark Potts related. Sooner or later. Thanks, Jeff. And thanks That's for everything great. you guys do for the community. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining me. All right. Well, just a reminder, comment away. We do prizes here on the show. Um, commenting gets you into the prize later. We'll spin that here in a minute or two. Uh, normally at this juncture, I do our Sleep Better tip from the Sleep Better book, and I do a testimonial. Uh, I'm just going to say this. We have the book here. You go to gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better. Uh, book chock full of great sleep tips. We've had people who get it who've actually delayed their mattress purchase three months, six months, a year uh, because what's in here helps them. Um, I'm going to share why I'm not sharing a sleep tip here in a minute, but go to the form there on the site. We'll mail the book for free. I pay for the stamp. I pay for the envelope and I send you the book. Can't beat that deal. Okay. Um, normally at this juncture, we also go into our favorite testimonial of the week. Well, we have a lot of those too. Uh, you can go to gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash reviews to see all of our reviews. I'm very proud of these reviews in particular because these are ones that people take the time to hand write out and mail back to us, which I think in this day and age is special. Uh, I think it's a special connection that we've made with our customers because it says a lot about our service. But we're here in 2022 dialing it up, um, always looking to level up our game. So our new mission and I just shared this with the team today. Uh, we've been talking about it internally as a company this week, today especially. Uh, but our mission here, and this is why I wanted to spend time talking about this, our mission here now is to change the way you feel about mattress stores. That's our guiding mission. Everything we do is going to center around that. Change how you, our customer, feel about this purchase, about the help that we can give you, and, and how you feel about the, the process in general. So we want to change the way you feel about mattress stores. So if you think we're up to that challenge for you, we'd love and be honored to have you come in and give us the opportunity to help you. All right. So um, again, you can go to gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better to get the book and gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash reviews to see how we help everybody and the five-star experience that we've given them. All right. Again, I mentioned uh, you can watch the show online, on Facebook, on YouTube, on the Gardener's channel, on Lancaster Connect's channel. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, let's see. I think that, well, we're just going to say Mega. I like the name, Mega. There we go. Uh, Mega commented, cool to know what you do with the old mattresses. That is true. Uh, I, that's one of those things I do like that we do around here. It's something that we've done actually for 11 years. So, I, you know, when you pack a trailer of mattresses tight, it's about 150 to 180 pieces. Um, and we've been emptying out that trailer about once every 10 days to two weeks, if, if I average it out over all the years. So whatever that is, times 11 years, that's how long we've been doing that. And that's a lot of mattresses that have not gone to the dump. And I'm proud of that fact. Um, but as I was always saying earlier, you can watch it online, like Star Connects on Gardner's channel. Uh, on Gardeners and the Lancaster Connects channel, but you can also listen to your favorite podcast player. Just type in Lancaster Connects. Without too much further ado, 
before we spin up the prize letter, if you want to be a guest, uh, you can go to LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest and fill out the form there and we'll be on the show. Um, we'd love to have you on. We've had a few business guests coming up, but then we're going to get back to charity guests and uh, continue on with the show that way. So without too much further ado, Chris, I think it's time to pick our winner just as we hit the top of the hour. So we spend the prize later and uh, this week's winner of the $25 gift card is Mike Lombardo. There you go, Mike. So um, you can come into the store anytime and win, pick your choice of a $25 restaurant gift card. All right, folks, thank you for joining us this week. It was another great show. Uh, really do appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate the fact that you like the guests we have. If you have a guest that you think we should feature on the show, reach out to us or just go to LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest and put their name in or put your name in and we'll, uh, we'll make a connection and get you on the show. All right, we'll see you next week on Lancaster Connects. Take care.